Jordan came up here in a minute, but I'm going to read a couple of poems to you. Um, this first one was written in about 500 BC by Lao Tzu. If there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. If there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. And then by Albert Schweitzer. In the hearts of people today, there is a deep longing for peace. When the true spirit of peace is thoroughly dominant, it becomes an inner experience with unlimited possibilities. Only when this really happens, when the spirit of peace awakens and takes possession of men's hearts, can humanity be safe from perishing. So today we're going to hear from Kim Gold. So Kim, come on up. Kim Goldfinger. <laughs> Um, some of you know Kim, and she has completed a nine-month internship here at the sanctuary, and she's about, she's about 10 weeks away from finishing her MDiv at ILIF, and so we're really excited to hear from her this morning. So she's going to open us in prayer, so I'll let her do that. Let's pray. Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. For it's you who I serve, it's you who we all serve. And may this message of peace today bring us hope and put fire in our hearts so we can spread it out into the global world. In Jesus' name, amen. How's everybody doing after Thanksgiving? Good. All right. <laughs> in case you didn't hear, we are speaking about peace today or the bond of peace. And since it's the Advent season, which is the season of waiting, we are now in a season of waiting for the Prince of Peace to come. So what better topic to talk about than peace itself? And I'm going to start just briefly talking about um, global issue, issues, um, the strife that we're surrounded by, and then we're going to work our way down like that poem that Francis just read into our inner hearts, because I believe that peace starts here. Now, after this past election season, um, I know we have a lot of turmoil. We're surrounded by constant chaos. Um, we, we live in a, a cycle of 24-7 news feeds from the internet, from television, from newspapers, radio, just pure chaos all the time. And a lot of it really isn't good news. A lot of it is, is just about war and and poor, you know, people suffering, and um, just, just not such great news. So take a look at this next video, and after the video, I want to ask everyone how this video makes them feel. Kiss him, come. 
communism, Germans reunite. Nelson in South Africa, Channel Tunnel, Kasparov, Ice Caps, Pole Tax, Hubble in the sky. Rodney King CDs, bombing over Lanka Grunge hits. Never mind Pee Wee Herman out of line. Don't ask, don't tell. Oklahoma City Hill, Farrakhan, million strong, marching on the front lawn. Chacol, clone sheep, impeach, OJ goes free. Harry Potter, Princess Di, Matthew Shepard, hate crime. Wine 2K, Columbine, party like it's 99. Hanging chads, Mark Rich, 9-11 terrorist. Enron, undone, sniper scare in Washington. Kirby, Aussie, Eminem, weapons in Iraq again. Columbia, governor, Martha Stewart, jail time. It was always burning California proposition need Barack Obama, yes we can H1N1 back again King of pop, world browns, housing bubble breakdown statistic. In the past 4,000 years, this world has only known 268 years of peace. 
chaos. This is pure chaos that we live in. So what emotions? You guys can just shout them out. How does this make you feel when you see this? Sad. Hopeless. Hopeless. What's that? Nothing changes. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with Lori. Um, When I see this, and you know, when when I sit at home and I have CNN playing and it just makes me feel so hopeless. You know, and, and I sit there and I think, what changes can I make? What can I do? Me, one small person, I can't, I can't fix all this. And what can we do as a community? Well, you know, a couple things come into mind. We can stand up for social justice issues. We could stand up for equal rights, equal pay. Or we could take the opposite approach, which is just stick our heads in the sand. I know some people who do that as well. You know, shut the TV off, shut the internet off, just shut life out, just listen to music all day and not pay attention to any of this. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. So where do we start? What can we do? And the more I thought about this, I believe that peace starts here. It starts with us. And once it starts with us, and once we find inner peace, that bond of peace in our hearts, then we can spread this bond of peace, and we can move it on and spread it with our families, with our loved ones, with our religious communities, with our greater communities, and with the world. It's almost like one of those pyramid schemes, but this is a good one. Our scripture reading for today is Ephesians 4, verse 1 through 6. I therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity, the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. So you guys get the impression it's all. All people. We all share this bond of peace. So when the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesians, parentheses, one of his most beloved churches, he was not only sharing this message with just the Ephesians, but also with all who came into contact with this message. Paul's goal was to break down the barriers, the greatest barrier between the Jews and the Gentiles of that time. And he wanted to destroy this barrier and break down this dividing wall of hostility. He wanted to bring people together with one unification and one bond of peace that they share. His purpose was to create two into one making peace, and in this one body, to reconcile both of them 
to God through the cross. I look at this letter and and, um, this part of scripture as sort of like a guidebook for us. How we should unite together as one. How we should act towards each other. How we should treat each other. How we should love each other. Because we all share, all share this one spirit and this one bond together. So we are to be unified in one spirit. And we should act with humility and act with meekness. And as Peter's been preaching about in Ecclesiastes, through humility, we, we, we're asked to live through humility and not live a life full of pride. And through meekness, we are not to provoke or offend others, but to be unified. So we need to bear with one another. We need to seek the best in one another. Don't judge people. Don't look at people and make comments to yourself. I know it's really hard to do. Make comments to yourself and and judge them and question who are they? Where are they coming from? Seek the best in everyone. So what is this bond of peace that Paul is talking about? I was really interested in this part of, of this scripture reading. So what does peace feel like? Because if we don't understand what our inner peace is, how are we going to start sharing that with all we come in contact with? So I passed out this feelings wheel. Does everybody have one? Did everyone receive them? If you did not, raise your hand, and Francis will make sure you you get one. And for those who are watching online, you can find this, of course, on Google. Um, It's called the feelings wheel, and it was developed by Dr. Gloria Wilcox and it's pretty easy to find. And we also have it up here. For those who are visually challenged, it may be difficult. So let's look at inner peace, and it's the inner circle which is closest to peaceful. And feeling peaceful, we feel content, thoughtful, intimate, loving, trusting and nurturing. What a gift that would be to feel like this all the time. The opposite of peaceful on the other side of the wheel is scared, confused, rejected, feeling helpless, submissive, insecure, and anxious. I have a feeling, and I know personally, I tend to lean more towards the right side of the wheel, which is the scared part and the confused, rejected. Who here likes to feel rejected and helpless? When we're stuck on the right side of the wheel, it's hard to forgive ourselves, it's hard to love ourselves, and it's hard to forgive and love others. So we get caught up in this endless cycle of inadequacy, and insignificance and feeling embarrassed. The key thing here is that we tend to put up barriers. I look at it almost like an onion. You know, we we put up all these layers around us and we try to convince people around us that we have our stuff together. We're confident, we have no issues in life, our lives are perfect. Don't even bother or try to attempt to even look at my inside. 
Listen to this next reading and listen to how it speaks to you. It's not saying. Don't be fooled by me. Don't be fooled by the face I wear, for I wear a mask, a thousand masks, masks that I'm afraid to take off, and none of them are me. Pretending is an art that's second nature with me, but don't be fooled. For God's sake, don't be fooled. I give you the permission that I'm, I give you the impression that I'm secure, that all is sunny and unruffled with me, within as well as without, that confidence is my name and coolness my game that the water is calm and I'm in command and that I need no one. But don't believe me, please. My surface may be smooth, but my surface is a mask, an ever-varying and ever-concealing mask. Beneath dwells the real me in confusion, in fear, in aloneness. But I hide this. I don't want anybody to see it. I panic at the thought of my weakness and fear being exposed. That's why I frantically create a mask to hide behind, to shield me from the glance that knows. But such a glance is precisely my salvation, my only salvation, and I know it. That is, if it's followed by acceptance, if it's followed by love. It's the only thing that can liberate me from myself, from my own self-built prison walls, from the barriers that I so painstakingly erect. It's the only thing that will assure me of what I can't assure myself, that I'm really worth something. But I don't tell you this. I don't dare. I'm afraid to. I'm afraid that you'll think less of me, that you'll laugh and your laugh would kill me. I'm afraid that deep down I'm nothing and that I'm just no good, that you will see this and then reject me. So I play my game, my desperate pretending game, with a facade of assurance without and a trembling child within. And so begins the parade of masks and my life becomes a front. I idly chatter to you in the suave tones of surface talk. I tell you everything but what is crying within me. So when I'm going through my routine, do not be fooled by what I'm saying. Please listen carefully and try to hear what I'm not saying, what I'd like to be able to say, what for survival I need to say, but what I can't say. Honestly, I dislike hiding. I dislike the superficial game I'm playing, the superficial phony game. I'd really like to be genuine and spontaneous in me, but you've got to help me. You've got to hold out your hand even when that's the last thing I seem to want or need. Only you can wipe away from my eyes the blank stare of the breathing dead. Only you can call me to aliveness. Each time you're kind and gentle and encouraging, each time you try to understand because you really care, my heart begins to grow wings, very small wings, very feeble wings, but wings. With your sensitivity and sympathy and your power of understanding, you can breathe life into me. I want you to know that. I want you to know how important you are to me, how you can be a creator of the person that is me if you choose to. Please choose to. You alone can break down the wall behind which I tremble. You alone can remove my mask. You alone can release me from the shadow world of panic and uncertainty, from my lonely prison, so please do not pass by me. It will not be easy for you. A long conviction of worthlessness builds strong walls. The nearer you approach me, the blinder I may strike back. It's irrational, but despite what they say about man, 
In my fear, I am irrational. I fight against the very thing that I cry out for. But I am told that love is stronger than walls and masks, and in this love lies my only hope. Please try to break down my walls and take away my masks with firm but gentle hands, for as a child of God I am very sensitive. Who am I, you may wonder? I am someone you know very well. I am every man you meet. I am every woman you meet. I am you. And I am me. I am a child of God. Please Please listen listen to what what I am not saying and and hear hear me speak clearly. Then Kimberly. So the first time I heard this, actually one of my colleagues is sitting here today. So the first time I heard this, we were asked to close our eyes in this class, and um, there was about 15 of us, and we all sat in a circle, and we just listened. And what was going on in my head, oh my gosh, whoever wrote this knows me inside and out, oh my gosh, I'm going to start to panic, you know, living in this right side, this scared side all the time. And it, once the reading was done and I looked up and I saw tears in so many of my colleagues' eyes. And it was amazing to me how this past reading affected all of us. We all feel this way at one time in our lives, maybe fully or maybe partially. So every man and woman that you meet, they struggle for this inner peace that Jesus asks us to have. And it's nice to know, in a weird way, that we're not alone in this struggle. Each of us experience these emotions and feelings. So as children of God, we all need each other. We can all be unified with each other through this bond of peace. So how do we find this inner peace? How do we move from the right side to the left? Now, I honestly don't believe that we can live all the time on the peaceful side. It would be wonderful if we could, but unfortunately, we live with a lot of chaos and media, constant news cycles, and on and on and on that just keep bombarding us in our lives. And it's really hard to live in this peaceful state. But if we look at the right side, and if we could start to break down these barriers and look at what's holding us back. What emotions, when you look at this, are holding you back from reaching across to the other side? Only you can find this out, but it's really good that you take the time and you recognize what is holding you back from finding this inner peace. So the goal is to break the barriers that are in you. Start breaking away, tearing away these layers. Get rid of this vicious cycle of insignificance and fear and inadequacy. Start peeling back these layers because once you start peeling back these layers inside, it's like this, I I just visualize as this golden bright light. You know, once the layers are ripped away, this light just starts to shine out and that's where God is within us. That's where his wisdom is within us. That's where his inner peace is. I know a couple weeks ago when uh, Peter was preaching on Ecclesiastes, um, there was an interview with Louis C.K. Did you guys see that with uh, Conan O'Brien? I see a bunch of nods, yeah. And I found it really interesting when I saw this video because 
He was talking about how empty he felt and how lonely he felt and how sad, sad. The right side of the wheel, that's where he was. He was forever sad. And he said, quote, be sad, just let it come, recognize it. And that's, it, you know, in a kind of weird way, he, he's asking us, as I'm asking you, to recognize in the right side of the wheel why you're feeling this way. And after, he, I, he pulled his car over on the side of the road and he sobbed and he sobbed and he sobbed and he let go of all these emotions and sadness and the things that were bothering him. And, and as he was telling the story, I could see these layers just falling away. Now, I know he didn't recognize that it was God. It was God's wisdom, God's love, God's inner peace that was right here. And he didn't recognize that, but I recognize it, and I believe most of you recognize that as well. John 20, 21, Jesus said to them, again, again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the one who we are waiting for to come this Advent season, he wants and asks us to go out into the world and share our inner peace with all in our lives. Again, family, loved ones, friends, communities, and out into the global world, on and on and on. He asks us to share our inner peace with all these people and to let love grow and to let love flow. And I love to look at the life of Jesus and when he walked on this earth. He didn't just hang out and, you know, teach with those who agreed with him. He was with the tax collectors. He was with the sinners. He was with those who were demon-possessed. He was with those who were suffering from disease. He wanted to share his bond of peace with everyone he came in contact with. And that's what he asked us to do. So children of God, I have a challenge for you. Get ready. <laughs> so let's start here in our community of starting to spread peace amongst those who are in our lives. And I tried this experiment. I'm asking you to once a week, every day, whatever your heart leads you, first find that inner peace in yourself. And then tell somebody you know, somebody you don't know, maybe a stranger on the street. Say to them, you are an important person in this world. You make a difference in my life. And I'm glad to know you, and I'm glad you're a part of my life. But beware, like I said, I for the past couple months have tried this experiment. And as Jesus walked, and of course, he got a lot of pushback as well. You may get some pushback as well also. Um, I shared this message with some friends, you know, just through texting. And all I heard was crickets, you know, crickets sound like, you know, when there's no response, got some crickets. Uh, my adult male children, I looked at them in the face and, and I, just told them how important they were in, in my life and how blessed I was to have them in my life. And they couldn't even look me in the eye. They were like, ah, oh. and they were like, what is wrong with you? We need to take you somewhere. Um, but then I also share this message with some of my friends and I know they were struggling, having a difficult time. And they loved hearing these words. And as Peter was, has been teaching us, it doesn't matter if you get pushback and it doesn't matter 
how the message is taken because you know it's God speaking through us it's God speaking wisdom and peace through our hearts and maybe if this person at one time kind of gives you that face and looks away and can't really deal with it you know what those words are already in their heart and it's God doing the work it's God that's going to hear and spread that message into their heart so one day they will remember what you said to them Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. Remember that. You, children of God, are the peacemakers. So as we prepare for communion, I put cards on each table. And and before you come down, I want you to take the time and see how the Prince of Peace is speaking to your heart. And I want you to recognize any of these barriers that are blocking you from moving over to the left side of the wheel. And after you receive communion, just write some of these down on the card and we will take them and pray over them. And then I'm just gonna rip them up and throw them away because they're not doing you any good. They're certainly not gonna do me any good. But I hope it does you some good by moving over to the peaceful side of the wheel. There's no greater gift than knowing the peace of God. It's an amazing experience. It's fleeting in my life anyway, but once I find that, it is an amazing, amazing, peaceful experience. When we find this inner peace, we can offer it to those in our lives. When we share our peace with others, love starts to grow into the greater world, and love continuously starts to flow. So Sanctuary, let's start here, the beginning of the Advent season, and continue with this challenge and see how many lives you can affect and you can change. Amen. For this last song, I'm asking all of you if you would would mind being seated once again. And this is a great song. It's called I Wish You Peace by the Eagles. Some of you may know it. I've been Eagles fans for a long time, and I never heard this until I heard it playing on my speaker one day, and I'm like, oh, that's a great song for a sermon. So everybody look me in the eye, and I want you to know how unique and special each one of you here are today. You are so special to the sanctuary. You're so special to this community. And may we unite together and start this Advent season by sharing our inner peace with others. So I wish you all the strength to let your love grow, and I wish you all the strength to let your love flow. And this song, even though I didn't write it, is my gift to you.
thanks, Vince. Vince put a lot of work into helping with the music this week, so thank you so much. Does he not sound like George Harrison? <laughs> Let's all stand for the benediction. So children of God, this week, go in peace. And may God bless you and keep you. And may the Lord shine his face on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn his face to you in this Advent season especially and give you peace. Have a great week.